Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Wife Me Up. I'm your host, Megan Faulkner, and I am so glad that we are all together today for episode four of season two. This season, I want to introduce you to some people who are really good at creating things for others to enjoy. Each episode will have a guest and we will be hearing their stories and learning from them about what they create in the world for others to enjoy and how that connects to our lives. I've been having so much fun and I've been laughing my face off conducting these interviews and putting these episodes together and I think it's so fun to invite others into what we love here, creating things for everyone to enjoy. Hey, remember to stick around at the end of the show today. There is a little surprise that I have and additionally for our Megan Recommend segment, the segment where we share with you about some things that are bright spots in the world. So for season two, our guests will actually be the recommenders. So it's only kind of Megan Recommends, but it'll be super fun. Our next guest for season two is my good friend and yours, Erica Sturgeon. Originally born and raised in Guatemala, Erica moved to the U.S. for college and had an internship in that time where she met the love of her life, Josh, and they married and had two beautiful children who Erica talks about in this episode today. Their family lives in Massachusetts. Erica is one of the most compassionate people I have ever encountered, and she and Josh are constantly making the world around them better. They are the kind of people whose brains are always on, they're always thinking, they're always creating, they're always making something better. They are such a powerhouse couple. Because it's Mother's Day, I thought we would have a mom on to talk about how she's making her kids' lives something to enjoy this year amidst the craziness. So if you need some fresh ideas, Erica is your girl. If you need a we're in this together mom moment, Erica is your girl. If you need to just be a human and not think about being a mom, then just turn this podcast off and listen to Crime Junkie or That Sounds Fun. Those are my two favorites. And then come back and listen to this podcast. Listen, here's a disclaimer that is super important to remember, especially if you're a mom listening or a parent listening. Parenting is not one size fits all. And Erica is super clear about that in this interview. What works for her family may not work for yours or may not be available to you, and that's okay. We're not suggesting in this interview that this is the only way to do it. We're simply sharing one family's story about how they are. And I think you will fall in love with Erica and her family and how they're living their lives right now and their ideals and values um, just kind of ooze through this conversation. I know you'll love it no matter where you are in your parenting journey, whether you're a parent yet or whether you're not a parent. Um, There are definitely some nuggets of wisdom for everyone to take away from this conversation. Before we begin, I do want to share a little bit of my heart with you right now um, because I know the demographic of listeners and I know that some people struggle in this Mother's Day arena. I want to be a wife and a mom more than I want anything else. I want that so bad, but I'm neither of those things yet. And for years, I had this raging bitterness about it, and it was so difficult for me to celebrate other people's relational and familial changes while nothing in my world was changing in that direction. I cried almost every Mother's Day for a decade, and I still do sometimes thinking about it. Hear me very clearly, friends. 
Not being a parent does not mean that you haven't reached success in your life. That is not the place where you get to ring the bell and say, I've won or I've made it or I finally arrived. And friends, I'm going to challenge us. We have to stop talking to little girls and little boys as if being a parent and a spouse is the whole goal of life. You matter and you have value and you are important and you are needed in the world, whether or not you are a spouse or a parent. You matter to the world because you are you and you are a success because you are here, not because of a title that you hold. It is by grace alone that you are a wife or a mom or a husband or a dad or not. And that truth is something we can't mistake. However, I don't want to be the kind of person who can't celebrate with others. I do still absolutely want that for myself 100%, but I will not be the person who doesn't cheer for my friends when they get to be a wife or a mom or a husband or a dad. Additionally, I can think of at least six women, I could name them off the top of my head right now, in my life who are not mothers to children living in their household, but they are absolutely mothering voices and I am incredibly grateful for them. So this one is for the mothering voices too. I know that people are living with infertility and have I've, I've walked friends through that season and it's heart-wrenching. And so if that's you right now, if you're in a season of infertility, it's okay to turn off the Mother's Day podcast or the Mother's Day sermon and sit in your feelings and sort them out. I know that there are women who long to be mothers, me, in that category, and it's painful that you aren't yet for any varying number of reasons. And if you can't hear another word about moms, it is absolutely okay to turn this podcast off or to skip the Mother's Day sermon. But friends, we have to be the kind of people who can cheer our friends on and can celebrate their wins with them. That's the kind of community that Wife Me Up is and will always be. We will always cheer for our friends. So before we get started, remember, Wife Me Up is for the single person who wants to feel like they're part of the club. It's for the married person who has anyone single in their life. It's for the dating, the engaged, the enraged, and everyone in between. My hope is that this show will provide a little humor, a lot of fun ideas, and ways that we can all be a little more connected to each other's stories. To not isolate or assume, but to engage and ask, to tell stories, to share ideas, and to as often as possible create things for others to enjoy because what actually is life if it's not shared It is Thursday, May 6th, 2021. Happy Thursday, everyone, and happy almost Mother's Day. Please welcome our awesome guest for today, mom extraordinaire, Erica Sturgeon. Welcome, Erica. Thanks, Megan. I'm so glad you're here this morning I'm or so today. I'm so honored that you invited me. <laughs> so, 
why Erica, right? Like there's like a million moms in my life and why Erica? Well, I kept thinking about how you, Erica, constantly create experiences for your little people to enjoy um, from little things that you do in your homeschooling day to all of your adventures. You're like niche in creating things for others to enjoy, I think is just simply how you live your life. And it's so admirable. And I really do believe that other people should know that. So if you're a mom and you're listening this morning, morning, I do believe that you could benefit from hearing about Erica's experiences and what she does um, in her family and just kind of the culture of her family, which is kind of cool. So Erica, let's just jump right into it. Can you talk to me about your family? Like who you're married to, I guess we should include him, who your kids are, <laughs> a little bit about their personalities and things that you would say are like important to the ethos of your family. Sure. So, um, I'm 34 and I'm married to Josh, who I actually met at the same time as you, and we Woo! have been BFFs ever since. <laughs> um, yeah, so we met and we fell in love quickly and we're engaged, as you know, within yep. six months of meeting, and <clears throat> here we are almost 12 years into our marriage now. Yes. Um, so we have a beautiful eight-year-old girl, her name is Haven, and um She's an avid reader. She's the most empathetic and sweet and imaginative girl and just loves to spend her days writing songs, plays, stories. Um, and then we also have an almost six-year-old boy named David, or we call him Davey. Um, <laughs> and he's just the most delicious thing. Um, not that I am biased, right? <laughs> he's just the sweetest boy. He is just a master creator of toys and crafts and Legos and his love for googly eyes and tape is just beyond anything <laughs> everywhere in our house. Um, like there's always something with googly eyes on it. And tape. Like <laughs> for Christmas, he got a box full of tape and he was just so thrilled because it's he like tapes everything. The best thing that ever happened. Exactly. That's, that's amazing. Exactly. He's just chill and the total clown at home, just more reserved outside. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he has all these plans for a future, like, toy store slash cafe that him and I are going to start by a beach someday. And he, like, like spends his day creating and thinking of the smoothies I'm going to make while he creates this toy. So it's awesome. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, like, our home in general, just, like, lighthearted and silliness, but yeah. definitely has, like, like these guardrails of discipline because, yes. like, we run a really tight ship really so <laughs> you have so, to so it's like there's like this room for silliness but with like film firm guardrails to make sure that no one gets off track too far in order to get to like our destination you sure know? sure yeah and the people should know Josh runs an incredible company. You're working like you're there two working parents in your home and you have two kids. And so it could get a little crazy sometimes, right? Like your schedule, the demands of the day, just all the things that come at you. Yeah, definitely. Like during this pandemic, I've reduced my work significantly, especially because of homeschooling and whatnot. So I've been working remotely, but we always make it work. I just say, you know, I'm I'm gonna do this gig. So he like blocks it off. And then when the phone starts ringing, I run to get him and we like switch in the school. Like, but we, you know, we make it work for sure. Yeah, tag team parenting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's probably a lot of parents out there who are doing the same thing. Absolutely, yeah. So Erica, your kids, um, 
their lives drastically changed this year, like a lot of other kids' mm -hmm. lives um, because of the education system and the pandemic and the things that are happening in, in the world. Mm -hmm. um, but can you, you had an incredible response to that. And I'm just going to say, it's been super fun for me as your friend to watch this like play <laughs> out um, because I even think we had some conversations about this and you're like, no, 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 my kids are going to school. They are oh, yeah. going to school. Like I need the time. I want to work. Um, they're going to school. Yeah. <laughs> like Never in my wildest dreams I thought I would become a homeschool mom. Never. Right. Like I would like I would pay a million dollars to someone. Like I would be like, there's just no way. <laughs> this is yeah. not happening. Exactly. So can you tell me about this year for your family? You've created this incredibly fun learning environment for your kids to enjoy. And I I do probably I'm just guessing that there are some bumps in the road. It's not always like this is the best decision right. we ever made. <laughs> okay, so Erica, tell me about homeschooling this year. You've created this really incredibly fun learning environment for your kids to enjoy. And I know that that was like a huge pivot for your family to just be like, we are keeping our kids at home. We're educating them at home. You were always, as as long as we've been friends, you're like, my kids are going to school. This mm -hmm. is where they're going to learn. They're not, I'm not doing it. Like I need to work. I'm going to have myself like mom time. I'm getting this house ready. So how is homeschool now that everyone's there? How is it working out for everyone, you guys? thriving like you were at the beginning of the year what's changed how's it how is it going yeah so yes you're right I never in my wildest dreams imagined that I would be homeschooling like I would laugh in your face if you would tell me like you're gonna be homeschooling your kids in the future <laughs> yeah. there's yeah. no way but like so by my by no means can I say I'm an expert like everything I have done is for my ideas that my friends have given me when I when we made the decision, I started listening to all the podcasts. I got the books. I sure. just needed that like boost of confidence to know that I was capable of doing this, and this was the best decision for our family. Because it's yeah. not for every family, but for our family specifically in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. And it turned out that it really was a good decision. I would say we are still thriving, and like you said, there's bumps in the road always. You know mm -hmm. that uh, maybe sometimes I'm like a little too like strict or this and that um or like we have tweaked things we had used to have this classroom that i made yes it was gorgeous it was yeah, it was great it was excited it was fun we would the circle time the whole thing and then yeah. now i have these two rolling carts that i pull in from the mudroom every morning yeah. and we have uh like the basic things there because we were kind of like stuck up there and now i can be like doing things while right. they're doing their independent work, they go out and play. One of them is out in the woods while I'm working with the other one. Look, it just right. ended up being a little bit better fit. Sure. Um, we've changed curriculum because it might it wasn't the best fit for either Haven or for myself in many ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think um, as we've thought about next year, they are gonna go back to school and mm -hmm. mostly it is to reconnect. Sure. Uh, with friends because in Massachusetts especially the restrictions have been a little stronger right. so it hasn't been the easiest to be connected with friends we have like a little pocket of friends but Davey is friends with all of Haven's friends so right. he needs to make his own friends so that was the main decision because it was hard I wanted to keep them I've seen them boost I've seen them learn beyond their great you know just yeah. all these things but it's just, that's what's best for us next year so yep. because of that my focus has changed from like the academics and what they learn and challenging them mm -hmm. to basically doing the basics like math language arts 
still challenging them. Still, let's learn ahead of of our grade if we can. Right. But then we just like squeeze in as many weekday experiences as we can, so we don't have to fight the crowds in the weekends. Right. And, or doing things like we took up for Florida for six weeks in the winter, and we're right. here again this week. Like those things that we just it just won't happen in a regular school year. Yeah. You know. What I hear you saying, which is like kind of cool, and you've said this a few times, is like this is what has worked for our family,、mm-hmm. and I think it's so important that, especially in moms, I know like the comparison game or the comparison trap that moms fall into can be really、um, disheartening and kind of discouraging、oh, to moms. Oh, absolutely.、Mm-hmm. And I know, like you know, someone could look at your life on Instagram and be like, "Wow, like she's really doing it. She's thriving," and you're like, "It's hard, but we're doing it." Like, exactly. We, yeah. Changing things and we're tweaking things and and you know your kids best. No one、exactly. knows your kids better、yeah. than you. And、mm-hmm. and for another mom who's struggling to make that decision, no one knows her kid better than her. If she wants to send her kids to school because that's good for her kid, then good for good for you, mom,、exactly. for making、yeah. that decision. Right. And I I think it's important that we share that. Um, with listeners, especially in this community where there are so many moms who are like, "Oh, should we be doing this? Should we be doing?、This? You should be doing what is best for your family." Period. Exactly. That's exactly. what you should be doing. Right. Yeah. For us, like I think, like Haven and David's personalities and like kind of like their desire to learn mixed with. I'm a crazy planner. Like I write、mm-hmm. things down months in advance, and I I kind of enjoy it. Yeah, and I do. Like I said, I run a tight ship, so they respond <laughs> fine to my strict ways. But I know that other kids aren't. You know, they they bump heads a little more. So you、sure. maybe you want to keep the peace at home more, and then go to、right. school. Like it just it works、right. for us. But I I see that even the slightest person like change of personality, like or. Uh, if David would have been a little bit more、um, different, he wouldn't sit down for me, or different things like、right. that. It wouldn't have worked out the same, and I probably would have considered sending him to a preschool. Right,、mm-hmm. right. No, I think that that I think it's so wise that moms are, and well, families, moms and dads, and families,、right. people are. Empowered to make decisions that for their family, and、mm-hmm. I think that the culture that we live in、um, kind of almost says we can't do that, and that's a lie. You you are responsible for your family, and you can make the best decision for them, regardless of what your neighbor's doing, or your best friend's doing, or your sister's doing. Like、mm-hmm. you, you make the decision for your family. Absolutely, it's、yeah. really wise. So, Erica, I am your friend, so I get to say this, but I do believe that you are killing the mom game. <laughs> your kids are. Thanks, Happy,、man. you're welcome. And they're super kind, and they're very smart, and they're very funny.、Um, so, can you tell me about your and Josh's parenting style? Like, what's important to the both of you in raising your kids? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if there's like names for parenting styles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know or, either. <laughs> you know, there's a book about that, but、um, so I'd say that it's like a balance, right? Everything's a balance. So we have、sure. like, on one side. Discipline, a little tough love, like、mm-hmm. expecting them to be who we know they are. Not like just because they're five, you can behave a certain way. Like that just doesn't go well with us. So、right. we know they can be kind. We know they can be quick to listen, cooperative. We know they can work hard. So we expect that of them. Sure. And we follow through with good or bad consequences that were clearly communicated and stated before. But、right. we balance that side with you know grace, like patience for mistakes、um, as much、yeah. as possible. Because sometimes like anyone gets frustrated, right? Yeah,、oh, yeah. And, with, and then we also add like lots of fun, definitely making memories, giving them experiences, like just like this balance of both. Right. It sounds like there are、um, some pretty clear expectations in your household, like. 
this is how we expect you to behave. This is how we expect you to respond. This is what we expect of you. And your kids seem to rise to that. Do you find that that's something that they're like willing to be like, yeah, okay, we know this is who we are. So we're going to behave oh, this definitely. way or do this thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, because I think we, since the moment there were, you know, babies and or they were one, we like started right. that process. We it gave him clear choices. Like you make the wrong decision. These are your two choices, right? You behave this way or this way. These are the consequences. And right. even when it was hard, when they were little, we just kept it going. And yeah. they are very clear in, you know, the way they are to behave. Uh, right. Like when we're out and about, how they're to respect someone else's home, like uh, right. how they're to treat each other, like just all this. And it just comes very natural for them. Yeah. Because and they're putting like, in that the- hard work. Yes. Yeah. No. Totally. And they're they're good buddies as a result. Best friends. Absolutely. They miss each other if they're like separate for an hour. It's almost almost like not normal. (laughs) You're like, what should we be doing? Yeah. Sometimes they're like, they do like, they argue, but in a way that is like, that you know, why would you look at me that way? And then you would look at them and we're like, yeah, that was, that was their big fight, right? You're like, oh, okay. But they are, they communicate. They're like, you know, the way you looked at me, like, make me feel uncomfortable. Like, they're able to Aww. say that. And then the other one's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I'll try better next time. Like, right. they work through that so much better than I do with Josh, even. <laughs> you know? You're yeah. like, honey, we, we need to take notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, that's so good. And and I think sibling, you, you have a great relationship with your sister. I, I have mm-hmm. a great relationship with my siblings. And I think that those relationships are really fostered under incredible parenting. You know, parents who are pouring into their kids and parents who are like, listen, we're you're going to have each other. We're going to leave and you guys are only going to have each other. So this yeah. is... This I've said that be before like many this. times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not doing this forever. You're, I'm going to be gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The two of you. <laughs> Yeah. So Erica, one last question. Um, This year has been incredibly difficult for for parents. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that just from my own experience with friends and their kids and my siblings and their kids. And there are parents who are struggling through this year. There are moms. This is our Mother's Day episode. So we'll stick Mm -hmm. to mamas. Yeah. There are moms particularly that are really struggling through this year. Um, We know that there are. And um, I think a lot of that is just unknown, right? Like there's a lot of unknown in this Mm -hmm. year. There's a lot of fear in this year. There is a lot of um, kind of chaos and schedule change Mm -hmm. all of a sudden. And with kids who are attending school and being quarantined and going back to school and being quarantined Mm -hmm. and going back, just it's just a mess of a year to be a parent really Mm -hmm. so if there was one practical takeaway or tip of advice that you would give moms to best create something for their families or their Mm -hmm. kids to enjoy what would you say to those struggling moms right yeah that's actually super important because I think everyone like I've struggled in the sense that sometimes I'm like oh like it's just the three of us day in and day out mm-hmm. um and in some days I'm like well what happened to like my dreams and when right. am I gonna go back to that so right. like, it's just important to remember that like the season is not lasting forever like this is yes. like our ministry right now and we are raising good kind human beings and yeah I have a almost six-year-old and an eight-year-old on it it's so much easier I would have lost my mind it would have been extremely difficult five years ago like it would have not been what it is today so um I would say I guess a couple of things for like that culture in your home like first of all like I say like 
like separate yourself when you get upset or frustrated because sometimes just being at home can make you a little bit irritable even like if yeah. you don't go out or if it's the middle of winter and whatnot oh uh, um, yeah because you don't want to be like reactive uh and then we struggle with the mom guilt of over like a quick right. reaction to something that wasn't a big deal maybe sure um, so i found that same for example to make is like if i get like that like i need space to regulate or to calm down because i feel frustrated right now I make sure that they know that it's not their responsibility. Like their feeling, my feelings are not their responsibility because of them, right? And exactly. I'm in charge of my feelings. I say like I'm gonna be back in a few minutes so we can talk about what happened. Yeah. And then I, sometimes it takes a couple minutes. Sometimes it takes 15 minutes. You know, sure. to make sure that they're safe. <laughs> yeah. But like once I, you are there, and then you can like calm down. So your thoughts aren't like dictating your like your emotions and then your behavior as a consequence. Right. Like, why would they do this? You know. Right. Um, so when we like take space and we breathe and we see things more clearly uh or from their perspective then we can have more compassion right we can right. see like okay they're at this age they possibly were thinking this when they acted this way so then we can work through it and learn rather than just like yell and give times out so yes like, so that will lead more to like correction over punishment yes you know? oh um, man that's a really important distinction right correction over punishment mm -hmm. I, I think that that oh that's good <laughs> take yeah, notes there's, everybody there's a very like, there's a big difference in that sure. for sure and sure. then um i guess another piece of advice is about just like being present but that doesn't mean you're like focusing them all day and then the little bit of time you have at night you're are doing all the chores or you're doing your work is more like that i find the best days that we have together are the days like where i stop for a, a little bit like the planning the preparing for our outings the picking right. up or switching the laundry just for a few minutes not all together but just long enough to be silly to bring magic to put a favorite song in shaker booties you know right to, like sit down and fully look at davy's lego creations or hear in detail right. like his future toy shop uh, master plan right? right like actually like put like everything aside just just a few minutes and yeah. then we have like a tickle attack and i listen to what Havian's telling me about her books um right and then we go back and i do what i was doing because right. at the end of the day like you are going to remember those deep belly laughs more than yeah. the perfectly balanced meal in the clean house yeah and so will they yeah right and the, oh i just got goosebumps those are like the the memories that kind of take hold in their little developing brains right like right. they're not going to remember if you folded the throw blanket on the couch but they're going to remember that you had dance parties in your kitchen mm -hmm. and they're not going to remember if their living room was vacuumed and dusted and if the hardwood floors were shined but they're going to remember that you guys had dinner together every right. night and that you took them to the zoo in the middle of a tuesday exactly, or some yeah. sort of i have i have a very distinct memory of my mom giving us ice cream for breakfast one time and i she was <laughs> you pregnant. remember it exactly she was pregnant with our little brother at the time and very sick and we didn't know that she, that she was pregnant and we didn't have like milk so she put like vanilla ice cream a Nutri-Grain bar and strawberries in a bowl and like put them on the table and was like eat your breakfast and we were like what yeah. <laughs> this is right. amazing it was because we didn't have milk I could not tell you 
what my house looked like that day. Mm -hmm. I could not tell you if the dishes were done. I could not tell you if the floors were swept or if she had taken the trash out or if I even had a good um, balanced lunch that day. I couldn't tell you that. But I remember that my mom made an ice cream breakfast so fun for us. Like it was, it it just kind of lodged in there. And I don't know what our house looked like, but I, and I I don't know if I even got in trouble that day or punished or corrected. I don't, but I do remember having ice cream. Like it was amazing. Even at this age, I find that they're like, mommy, remember this one time where you were, I play this character, the kissy monster? Like, remember the kissy monster when we were by this pool? Can we do that again? Like, like oh, you remember Cute. that? You know? Right. Like, they, like, have those those little moments. And, like, that doesn't mean, like, you have to neglect your home or not. So just, like, exactly little right. pockets during the day right. to make those moments happen. And then you yeah. still have the time to do everything else you have to do. Yeah. And I think it's so important for us to encourage parents, encourage moms to make those, um, those choices to do those things because, you know, everything else is just the comparison trap, the Mm -hmm. comparison game. And, and you want to create this family that your kids enjoyed growing up in at the end of the day. Right. You You, want them to come back. You want them to want to bring their friends to your house. Exactly. You want to be the house. Right. You want them to spend want to spend Christmas with you someday. Right, right. Yeah, bring their kids. Right now is the time to like invest in that relationship. Oh, that is good. You are so smart. Oh, well, thank God. (laughs) Thank God. I don't even know how to respond to that. (laughs) Well, thank God. Oh, Erica, thank you so much for joining us today. Moms, I hope that you were encouraged and that um, this conversation with Erica even just kind of started your wheels spinning a little bit about how to kind of breathe some life into creating some moments for your family to enjoy. So Erica, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for your time today. Thanks, Meg. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Okay, everybody, we will see you at Megan Recommends. Hey, and welcome to Megan Recommends, just a little place to share the things that are making my world brighter and better in hopes that they will make your world brighter and better too. So today, Megan Recommends listening to Erica. Erica, what do you have for a recommendation for our Wife Me Up fam today? Okay, so I have an awesome recommendation. I'm so so excited. My friend Lisa introduced me to this, and at first I was like, I don't think, like, I actually need this, but I think everyone does. So (laughs) it is called the ASTC Travel Passport Program, and, um, you know, if someone can just direct message me on Instagram, and I'll send you the link. Okay. Um, So basically, you pay this super affordable annual fee. You don't have to renew it. You can just pay for one year, and you get unlimited free or half off access to museums, science centers, aquariums, and just places like that all over the U.S. and all over the world. Whoa, so so it's not, it's not localized. No, no, no. So for example, like my family, we're a family of four, which is I think the most you pay, we pay like 150 or something like that for a family for a full year. And then in one year, pre-COVID, I still use it a lot during COVID. Uh, I added it up and it would have been over $1,300 in savings because I used it so much. And and that's what just allows me to give the kids experiences because we went to this aquarium in Vermont. We went to museums in Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Florida. I used it a couple, like a month ago. So it's not only, there's a ton of children's museums, but not only like there's a science center there's for every age every interest lots of art um, museums just 
all every kind you can think of so there's like a list online on their website where you sign up and sure. i think especially this year it can be uh important because these places have suffered a lot and have lost yeah. so much revenue so yeah. that support um and seeing people sign up can also bring funds to them like you know for yeah. fundraisers and whatnot so i think it would be a win-win for your family for uh you with a friend to go on the saturday um, yeah and then uh, for those places as well that is the perfect recommendation to create things for others to enjoy wow it's awesome i love it <laughs> so it's called the astc travel passport program and okay. my instagram is at diary of our homeschool year so anyone yeah. can just like direct message me and i'll send you this direct link to sign up if you want yeah and listeners i will put the link to all of those things in our show notes so if you're like ah, i couldn't catch it um you can just click on it in our show notes we'll make sure that we put a link in there um for erica's instagram and also for the astc travel passport program wait that i'm i'm gonna look that up like now i'm yeah. so excited about it i think it. you would actually really enjoy it yes uh, in new york there's a ton yeah <laughs> oh my gosh I, you're right that's probably true. It's yeah. probably like a mech. Uh, it sounds yeah. like your family should come to New York and then, you know, make it. Sounds a... like the summer we need to make that happen. Sounds like the summer we should do an ASTC travel passport extravaganza. Yep. <laughs> All right, friends, get your ASTC travel passport and create experiences for your family to enjoy. To my mom, I wish I could explain what it's like being your daughter. If I could ever put it all into words, I'd probably say it's like living in a world where there's pixie dust over everything, mixed up with the Motown soundtrack and the most epic dance parties. I'd say that it tastes like peanut M&Ms, peppermint patties, and the best rum drinks in all of the world. I'd tell people that it feels like sun-kissed skin and it smells like salt water because you're going to be okay, Megan. You just need some light therapy. I'd have to tell them that it looks like backpacks and international airports because my life in the developing world did not stand a chance of you not intruding with glow necklaces and treats and beach trips for everyone. I'd tell them that it sounds like more laughter than should ever be allowed because you look for joy. And when we can't find it because our world is scary and sometimes dark, you make it for us. I'd tell people that being your daughter is a closet full of dresses, reasons for pedicures and hair appointments, and more family pictures than should ever be legal. I'd let them know that being your kid is like being in a little army you never thought you wanted until millions of dollars were raised for those battling cancer. And this is our family privilege to fight this fight, you guys. It's a part of our assignment, was spoken to an eight and nine-year-old about to embark on a hilarious and productive journey in the purple world. I would tell them that it feels like safety and it looks like matching seasonal decor, that it sounds like, let's go sit in the sun and I found a new song you'll love, and that it feels like a warm hug on a cold day that concerts and parking lot parties are non-negotiables. Mostly I'd tell people that it looks like always pointing me back to Jesus and his truths about loving others and caring for the world around us because we are just no good without him. I couldn't really explain it though because being your daughter is like living a life dipped in your magic. I'm just so grateful that God chose you to be my mom. Happy Mother's Day, mom. I love you. You deserve the world. Thanks for giving us ours.